From ArchD Radio and Podcasting and Catholic Education SA, this is the Living Learning Leading Podcast. I'm your host, James Meston. Welcome to Episode 4. If you haven't had a chance to have a listen to Episodes 1, 2, and 3, I've put a link to them in today's show notes. Episode 1 covers the thinking behind the creation of the Living Learning Leading Framework, and you'll hear from Director Neil McGoran and Assistant Director Monica Conway on that. And then episode two covers the implementation of the framework at the new Macaulay Community School. Some fantastic conversations with Principal Amanda Parslow and Deputy Marianne Loftus in that one. And in episode three, I visit Thomas Moore College, speaking with Assistant Principal Learning and Teaching Rebecca Baker and Principal Corey Tavella on their journey of implementation alongside the extensive work they had already done over a number of years on their own school-specific strategic and outcomes planning. And that's really good to see the unique context into which the living learning leading framework is being integrated. And it's actually as I was leaving Thomas Moore that I was speaking to Corey about different schools and their work on the capabilities when he said, if you're looking at capabilities, you have to visit St. Anthony's School in Edwardstown. From a primary perspective, they are utilizing some really groundbreaking ideas. And hearing that was fantastic news, firstly, because this podcast is all about looking at as many different ways of exploring the framework as possible, and secondly, because it meant that I would get to spend some time chatting with an old work colleague of mine. Are you rigid ditch doing something? Well, I'm capturing ambience. (laughs) How are you? I'm really good at you. Do you want a cuppa or you're fine? Oh yeah, let's do that. Okay. That sounds sounds good. That sounds good. Stuart Baker and I started working for the Catholic Education Office only a few months apart. I started in late September 04, he started in January 05. Since that time, he's gone on to spend a number of years as principal at St. Gabriel's School in Enfield, which he refers to a bit in our interview today, and is currently the principal at St. Anthony's Edwardstown. I arrived first thing that morning, and as we were walking to the staff room for a coffee, I already had my recorder going, and noticed something in large lettering on the school fence. I mean, I love that you've actually got, uh, you're really on brand here with what's written on your fence. Yeah, that's, we live it. We love, we yeah. learn, we lead. St. Anthony's there. had the L's before Catholic Ed. Oh, did it? Yeah, I think we've missed as Catholic Ed the two important ones, which is the laughter and joy and the love. So essentially what we should really have is the LLLLL. Framework. The living, learning, leading, laughing, loving framework. Absolutely. Okay. After coffee, a really excellent short black, I've got to say, Stuart asked me where I wanted to start, and I said, let's start where the LLL journey begins. Cryptic, mysterious, I know. However, that seemed to resonate with Stuart, so we headed to the front office where, as you walk through the door into the school, you are greeted by a huge living, learning, leading display, which features the framework itself, as well as all the different capabilities broken down into separate posters. Well, so live, lead, learn, So when I started here uh, last year, I brought the idea. So the year before at St. Gabs, which was probably the first year Live, Lead, Learn and the key capabilities were kind of presented to us, had that first aha moment, well, these are already in our curriculum, so they should already be living. Mm -hmm. So we undertook a familiarisation journey at St. Gabs, which I've adapted for here. Okay, what did that look like? So it looked like basically, um, and at St. Gabs, we'd connected it with our school um, we used to have a focus each term of one of the pillars of our vision statement. So I think we connected it with the that we pursue excellence in learning and we look, looked at, well, these dimensions are ways that 
kids can endeavour that pursuit. So what I suppose the um, familiarisation journey when it was brand new at St Gab's looked like is just focusing, naming and focusing on one of these each week. Mm -hmm. Not knowing, knowing that that's not the be all and end all, but giving language to it. So we did it through um, a program we called Mentoring Moments, which is peer group tutoring. We also did it with staff. So staff actually had some time to actually explore themselves, the areas that they thought were areas of capability for themselves, but also areas for need for their own learning journey. And then we collated that into looking at, well, what ways could we explore that into their professional learning? What came out of the staff process? I'd be curious. Um, Were people surprised at what came out of that? I think, first of all, when you got them to sit with back then the continuum from the Australian curriculum, recognising that actually lots of people were doing elements of it, um, but were they doing it deeply? And how was this really flavouring the learning? Because I always think these, even when it was in the Australian, or still is in the Australian curriculum, are real jewels. And that learning comes to it. And I know that's how our system's trying to explore it. And I think what they saw was the easy ways they could deepen the embedding rather than Mm. just skimming. So rather than going, I'm doing this, 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 and this, let's do a whole unit where we just really focused on this part. But also what was living in our community. So at St. Gab's, intercultural was huge because we were a really multicultural community. So how can we tap into the jewel that's already in our community? Yeah. So, um, so in a, in here, St Anthony's, which isn't as multicultural as St Gabriel's, what does that then look like? How do you then adapt that idea in order to make sure that you're exploring that capability? The intercultural. Yeah. Um. I think. Well, that week's coming up, and I think it will be. I think we're doing it in when it sits around International Peace Day. So bringing alive that element and hooked up with our Japanese teacher so that's our language um, that she started a journey of the thousand paper cranes for Sudaku Mm -hmm. from the Hiroshima anniversary so we're connecting that to being people who are globally minded by endeavouring peace which probably then also links with being moral and compassionate but we'll connect it that way even right down our little our little transition program for our little ad so our term our receptions for next year what we're doing this term is we're doing one of these each week so for that week we're going to do cooking from around the world nice so bit tokenistic but well i guess you're i mean you're using the perhaps maybe the idea of the continuum there that everyone's in a different space um have you utilized the continuum much with the students is it something that you've tried Uh, that's just starting now so definitely some language and hooks with the early years and when we go down show you the capes okay i'm very excited to see the capes and um that's certainly the next step so even um uh, prayers for each one of these were written using language from the continuum so trying to build that language oh, through right. um, there and that's probably our next step I've got a little document which I made ready to use with a group of kids but ran out of time we turned all of these into little plays and then the next step we're going to give them the continuum to then explore and that idea of saying where am I what evidence have I got to show that and where do I need to go next? So. It's I, I, it's got to describe what this looks like. So you basically walk in straight into the reception area here and straight in this large wall uh, in front of us here 
there's this big display with the um, Living Learning Leading Framework poster. It's the biggest I've ever seen it um, displayed here. So clearly the fact that this is the first thing people see when they walk into the school, does this highlight the importance of what you believe this is as a foundation stone for what we're doing here in Catholic Ed at the moment? Absolutely. I think it's a jewel and um, an opportunity to explore who we are. But it's also what we've got to do because it's the Australian curriculum. So mm. it's not like an extra. We've been saying for years that we're doing these, but I wonder have we really been doing them um, justice right. to what they really are. And so that it is saying that. And then what was beautiful, like, because then the next dimension, which were like little posters, was even a joy for me to go back through, like photos I'd taken to go, yeah. And even some of them, it was like, oh, have I got a lot of those? So is that one that might not be living as much or don't I see it? So right. these are now made into big posters as well. And each week when I go around and I've got a picture book and a song that kind of connects with each week's theme, that explore and get the kids to wonder what, would their photos be if they were in this picture? So it's not about that this is a, a um, it is a snapshot, but hopefully it's a living document to say, well, if your photo was in there, what would you be doing that lives this key capability? Yeah, right. It's, um, I'm not quite sure how to put this, but the fact that you have clearly spent a huge amount of time on this idea, ways to actually drill down into the into, into these ideas, into these capabilities and the wraparound statements and, and all of this clearly shows that it really sits within the uh, the entire framework of primary learning. It's not just simply a matter of going, we're gonna be teaching the curriculum, we're gonna be teaching lesson plans, and we're also gonna do this on the side. This is deeply embedded and foundational, it seems, in your view of how primary education needs to be. Oh, I think these should be first. And then, so I think it, we should be designing our curriculum starting with the ultimate vision of the thriving and capable learners and then say, well, if I want to explore intercultural and I know I'm not made this up because I know it's how the system's talking, then what learning areas can I bring to that and outcomes can I achieve by embedding a richness in, in that? And it might be, well, I'm going to do it through English and I'm going to choose some texts that are of... Um, intercultural understanding or it's going to be sitting around reconciliation week and I'm going to do a big focus for my history mm -hmm. um, and live it through that but I think for me these I would love to see are the core and that one day maybe you don't talk about maths and English but it's just all living I mean you have to but we're talking about being knowledgeable inquisitive and innovative and kids would go well I'm going to be doing that in this term in my, could be my history unit or my English unit doesn't have to be typecast into science or STEM. Mm. And I think this is just coming up more and more is that things like this, language essentially can become a, a kind of a, um, a result in itself. Using the language, giving language of learning uh, to students makes them think a lot more about, not in terms of going, what am I doing, tick, 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 you know, doing these particular tasks and getting to the other side. But if you start talking about things in terms of capabilities and they're hearing those words and they're seeing of the all these different criteria of the things that they need to be attaining, all of a sudden, it changes the way that they look at their own learning. It changes the way that they think. And maybe from a teaching point of view too, it does the same thing. Absolutely, because we talk about that they've, you've already got these capabilities. These, and in the early years, these superpowers, mm -hmm. they're already in you. Just some of them have to be developed and are growing so that they don't stay in you as a 
five-year-old capability but then there could there's some five-year-olds that have some capabilities way beyond some of our year six kids mm. um because we each go on our journey in different ways but the language is the power yeah. and that's how i think we bring in the student agency because how powerful if the ultimate dream is a kid says hey mr baker i really need to work on developing my intercultural understanding yeah and i've not been able to have opportunities to enhance that how can we together play and learning that sees that grow and develop so they look at the entire wheel of the different capabilities and see if i'm not able to really express where i am at any particular point on that wheel then that's actually a deficit something i need to do in order to be educating the whole person moving forward i'd hope so not a deficit but something to grow grow on and develop yeah. and enhance that's the ultimate vision uh you know in our familiarization journey it's giving more to the language so we are this term because it's our our pillar of um being leaders so what we talked about is well here are the capabilities that help you be leaders so that's one of our ills at saint anthony's so these in your kit bag will help you to be leaders for the world god desires and um so again familiarizing staff and students and hopefully by um pushing it out to the community the community the language as well yeah. so that we're all together in the Brilliant. same journey From there, we headed to Stuart's office to check out some of the really engaging classwork strategies used with the students to gain an understanding of the different capabilities. Uh, well, here we go, here's the, so there are all the posters. That all right, I, I see, yep. Um, where's the booklet? Oh, there they are. The five, four, five, sixes we're gonna do in groups that we're gonna give a continuum each mm -hmm. and only one to start with, I think we're gonna do, but I broke them up because we turned these into plays, they had to, create a play showing that alive. So hey, so every every one of the different capabilities, you set them to do a play. Yeah. And and what was the criteria about the play? Um, what do they have to do? Show what this what this um, key capability looks like living at St. Anthony's right. School. So, and they had the continuum to it, take out little words and language. And I think they actually captured it really well. Um, what, what did they come up with? Oh, what what favorite, were they like? My favourite one was the um, ICT one where the play was about a student helping their grandma log into Facebook and then she shared her password with someone. And I think they kind of captured the element of what that capability was about. That's quite insightful, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, yeah. Because it's, so, it's, um, it's about the careful users yeah. and, and that as well. That's yeah. important. I think the continuum's really our next step and it is then finding ways of it being a tool. And this was the intent of getting kids just to start with like, a, a, I suppose, a diary. I think I'm here. I've got this evidence to prove, show it and get it validated. And so then obviously here's my next step. How much do you think um, the usage of the continua really depends on specific context? Like, how do you see a St. Anthony's application of the continua being any different to perhaps in a different kind of context? I don't see a need for a rewrite for St. Anthony's um, context because what we see is our already going context lives in the continuum. So like right, yeah. our five L's are really the three L's of of CESA, we've just got a couple more. That sense of, well, 
I think we find it fit. And if it doesn't, so a good example, as we go to our early years, the school had developed a few years ago, the qualities of a learner at St. Anthony's. They sat there, we had the key capabilities sitting there and the two didn't match. Right. So I kind of said to staff, and it was a part of our visible learning journey, which is strong in having animated language around the qualities that you want to see in a learner, not just, you know, I sit up straight and I put my hand up when I talk, um, saying, well, we've either got to do one or two things. The key capabilities are mandated by law and CESA requirements, their Australian curriculum, and they've got richness. So do our learner qualities. So we've got to, we've got to make a decision I don't think the key capabilities can go because I have to tick a box that says we're animating those for the Australian government. But the school's invested in animating what it says are its qualities of a, of a learner. So we just brought the two together. And so we've now matched up what were the learner qualities to each bit of the pie. Some a little bit more loose than others, yeah. but... And that's the wording that the early years use. So when they talk about being brave, that's actually the personal and social capability um, dimension of the key capabilities. Do you find though that using that has been, although you know clearly there was some work in actually pulling them all together and matching them all up, has it created more of a depth of richness um, that it might not have done if you hadn't done that? Uh, two ways. One group, probably the oldest said, we don't need that language because we can grab hold of the key capability yeah. language, but a five-year-old, um, the key word probably was the hook in, but it's making sure that there's a consistency that when I talk about the wonder key capability that we all know that we're actually talking about the spiritually aware. Yeah. So that otherwise then you don't have a school um, common language. Yeah. Brilliant, okay. okay. Let's go see the capes. I wanna see some capes. Yes, so the capes. This was the strategy that I had heard about first in regards to how St. Anthony's was animating the capabilities for younger learners. A set of different coloured superhero style capes that match the corresponding colours of each capability on the framework. So they give the capes out as a way of identifying children who have exhibited an element of the key capability, but they're very quick at also saying, but that, well, I wonder what also this is. So if I'm being, um, careful on ICT is that also being moral so you know right. that they interweave in some sense and how does how does it what does it look like when you actually use these um these capes as a, as a classroom tool um that the kids are really great at being I'm able to identify themselves and others exhibiting the qualities and then they're also able to work towards wanting to achieve it each different coloured cape had a single word written across the back in large junior primary friendly lettering. So being brave is the... Knowledgeable, knowledgeable, inquisitive and innovative. So wonder is being spiritually aware and inspired by faith. This class only really doing some deepening work in a couple of areas uh -huh. that are actually linked with some of their RE and classroom curriculum work, which is ultimately, you're not going to do all of it all of the time. We're doing a familiarisation journey, but you can't do all of it all. So let's do some of it well. So the tools that have been presented in terms of both the um, the, the framework and the, the the chart with the capabilities and the wraparound statements and the and the central why the thriving people capable learners leaders for the world God desires, as well as the resource given in the continua, 
you've kind of been presented from what you're saying with kind of all the resources you need to really crack it open all the way down to junior primary. Absolutely, yeah. It's sometimes you just have to um, give visuals and you can see there's visuals the teacher's collected from probably her own repertoire of pictures, visuals, because I think visuals work really beautifully. Yeah. And that's, I use picture books. So I've connected a picture book up. So this week as a school, we're focusing on... Um, we are focusing on moral, compassion and ecologically aware because this week is the start of World Cre Creation Day and season. And also tomorrow we're doing a fundraiser for Catholic charities for World PE, National PE Day. So we're being moral. So I found a picture book called Being Kind. So use the picture book to crack open some dimension of the capability. So I'll go around and read that to classes, um, but also our APRAM wrote prayers. So there's a prayer focus each week um, that one day in the week, a cl the class will actually animate it through prayer. Now we're only doing that this term because it's our journey and I'd like to do it every year because it's a way of re-hooking in and continue to familiarise. And the, as we get more familiar, the ultimate dream is we won't need this focus term because it will live so deeply and be embedded that people will be saying I've had enough of you know I'm yeah. doing it too much not that you can ever do it too much but when it sits deeper when it lives deeper so to the point you don't have to think about it anymore how do you think then um, um, uh, kids interacting with the classroom curriculum how will it look different then if it doesn't need to be mentioned anymore like what, what do you see as being like a fundamental difference is it about the language they're using is it about this idea of them being more responsible for um, their, their own places on the continua in terms of each of these individual capabilities? I mean, how would you think it would look from an, from an education point of view? Uh, all of what you said. So that there's a much more stronger explicit use of language and focus, that there's a powerful agency of children to be able to name that, and then that, that then gets used to deliver what goes on in the classroom, mm -hmm. which is going to be really challenging and complex because it's not a everyone gets the same dish it's going to be the buffet of learning but the teacher in their beautiful crafting can all still be focusing on money in maths and yeah. different kids could be bringing different core elements or we might design some learning that fits with one and that's our choice to embed it and then it might go off on different tangents but we can still be because we have to be achieving that curriculum outcome yeah but it'd be embedding i liked it years ago Someone I worked with talked about that um, when we had other curriculum areas, these host the party, so they flavour the learning. And I quite like that. Yeah, How like does that. it flavour what we're doing? Yeah. And especially in terms now, like with more of a drive towards flexible learning, flexible assessments, focusing much more on the capabilities, the overall capabilities. You say that it's going to be, you know, the different flavours and the different elements, and it's going to be different. But then again, the whole, I guess, the dynamic of the way in which education is delivered now is moving more in that kind of direction anyway isn't it yeah well there seems to be a stronger focus on the capabilities and then how the content and knowledge sits with it and i love you know the language is it's not either or yeah it's both both sitting there and so content is um strengthened through the skills and the skills then get strengthened through the content Next, I met up with Kylie Travis. She's one of the reception year one teachers at St. Anthony's. Hi, Kylie. Hi, Kylie. How are you going? The animator of the capes in her beautifulness. The animator of the capes. So it was her... But they love it. It was her great idea. Just, so, talk me through that um, then, Miss Travis. How did, how did, tell me the story of how that all came to be. 
Uh, so we did a visible learning day and uh, we were just talking about how we could um, just make them more alive for the words for the, the children in our, in, our, in our community. So the capes are something that children just really, um, you know, they just love and they just want to wear them and they remember the words. So it's just basically a vehicle to help them remember our words of the living, learning, leading framework. And the kids just love them. They ask for them every day. And um, I just think they're just something, you know, inspiring for them as well talk me through how what that looks like in in like an everyday classroom context how do you use those capes in a way to like animate it and also to keep the students engaged at the same kind of time because it can't just be i don't imagine it's like a free-for-all everyone just grabs the capes and all that kind of stuff. not at all so basically um in the morning we observe the children using the learning skills and the children know they're not behavior capes they know they're a part of a you know they're a learning cape and so the teachers we observe children um doing those particular learning aspects and sometimes we don't use all the capes some some capes are a bit easier to get than than others as well so um yeah and then after recess we generally present the capes to to the community and the children just congratulate each other and it's, it's actually really lovely and we've actually asked the children too to spot people using those capes so it doesn't always come from us as well yep. it comes from the other members you know the, the children as well so and i think that's really empowering as well so yeah. what have you seen in using this activity? What have you seen as kind of like a as, as, a, as an end result of that? Have you seen anything where you've gone, oh, I can actually attribute this positive outcome to doing this activity? We're still at the very early stages, I think. But I think it's just really good because the children are getting the vocabulary as well um, of learning dispositions, but they're also just, it's highlighting it, but it's also celebrating it in a really positive manner for young children. What are your hopes then for for, for what this could potentially, the outcomes this could be? Uh, I just hope it just gives them the, the ability to shine using these dispositions basically and being acknowledged for it as well. And I think, I think it just gives them something to work towards. You know, it's something tangible that little kids can aspire to. So I think that's why it's really been very successful as well. And it's fun. It's engaging. It's fun. It's very relevant to young children. And who wants to be a superhero? We all want to be superheroes. So it's just, it's just a really lovely way of presenting um, these concepts. Now, it's all well and good to be speaking to the principal and teachers about pedagogy and language of learning, but I thought the best people to ask about how effective this strategy is would be... Ashton. Ashton. Archer. Archer and Natalia. Natalia, fantastic. So you guys, what year are you guys in here at school? Reception. Reception. Wow, okay. How's how's reception going? Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So what Miss um, Travis was talking about, was she was talking about this activity that you guys do where um, you have these capes that talk about all of, well, they call it, the big word is capabilities, right? Of this of this idea, but it's like, like it's they're like superpowers. They're different super- powers. Your learning powers. Have all, each of you had a chance to wear at least one of the capes before? Yes. You haven't had a chance? So Natalia, you've worn one? Yes. And it was? Brave cape. What did you do to wear the brave cape? Um, I was talking about 
God and then Mrs. Kologosi saw that I was really brave so then they decided that I got the um, brave cape. Awesome. What is there a cape that you guys haven't had a chance to wear that you would really like to? Connect. You'd like to wear the connect one, Ashton. So what do you think you'd need to do? What would you need to exhibit as a learning power in order to get a chance to wear that particular cape, do you think? To be connecting, connecting to a story, connecting other people when they don't have anyone to play with. Five years down the road, from now, using these kind of tools, having this as a, as a completely school-wide approach, if you had a hope, what would learning look like? How would learning be different? And how would the school environment change through the usage of, of uh, embracing these capabilities, embracing this framework in the way that it is? Um, I think a lot more uh, co-construction and agency of students, but because they've got the language mm -hmm. to use um, and that sometimes we then might support them with the next step because obviously they're not always aware, but the continuum, especially when they're capable readers, can use that themselves mm -hmm. and benchmark and give evidence to their achievement. And hopefully, as I know we're looking, that sits in a platform that makes it really easy. And what does that look like in terms of a learner that, that goes into year seven, that goes into secondary school who's had the benefit of working within this framework between in this particular time how do you think uh, a, a learner would be uh, would evidence having had that background in the living learning leading framework as opposed to a student who hasn't had that opportunity what would the, how what qualities would those learners exhibit hopefully that would be different well i think the three key words they they would have a belief in themselves and a capability to see that in others so that's the thriving they have would have all the skills to engage with learning they might not be an a student in maths but they've got capabilities and they've got the skills to know how to engage with that learning ask questions get clarification be confident that they might be struggling but they'll work at it and then they use that to make the world a better place Big thanks to Stuart Baker, Kylie Travis, and reception students Ashton, Archer, and Natalia for their contribution to this episode. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now to make sure you get new episodes as soon as they're released. The Living Learning Leading Podcast is produced by me, James Meston, for ArchD Radio and Podcasting in partnership with Catholic Education SA. For full music credits for this episode, please check the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, I think you'll also really like the School Life podcast, where we visit South Australian Catholic primary and secondary schools and explore the different aspects of school life from the student's point of view. I'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in a few weeks, where we'll be talking with Kate Morganti and Tom Dawson at Gleeson College for the next Living Learning Leading episode. See you then.